Happy New Year, friends. Let's kick it off with some spitballing. Can Clark Kent's dad in Hutchinson, Kansas, retire at age 50? Will Devin in South Carolina be fat and happy or cutting calories if he retires at 59 and a half? Can Scott Magic in Idaho retire to a good and simple life at age 60? Gina and her wife are 52 and 58. Can they retire in four years? And how much money should they be putting in their Roth accounts? That's all today on Your Money, Your Wealth podcast number 462. Plus, Frenchie in Maine needs a spitball on a Roth conversion strategy with Canadian retirement funds. And since Frenchie would like me to talk more, I'll tell you what I know about target date funds. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joey Anderson CFP and Big Al Clopine CPA. We got Martha Kent from Hutchinson, Kansas. Martha Kent, that's uh, Clark Kent's mother. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good memory. Yeah. When, still, it comes, still, when it comes to movies, still method, trout. you don't miss anything, still do you? Trout. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, longtime listener. Sometimes I skip new episodes because of the new format. We have a new format. I think she's talking about the fact that there's derails at the end of each episode. So that means that the episode itself is kind of shorter. She says there's less meat. So she uh, we actually, we emailed her and asked her about it and said, what do you mean? And she said she just racks them up and then listens to, she binges them a bunch at a time. Yeah. There's less. So she can get more meat. Because we have more humor. There's less meat, Al. Yeah, that's okay. Where's the beef? <laughs> Where we're, is the beef? We're doing our best. We don't have enough. How many people do you think remember that commercial? Well, certainly I do. All the people our ages. And mine. Yeah, so, I our three, the three of us collectively. So I find myself feeling left out. But since it's your show, here's my info. I still don't get it. What the hell is she talking about? She wants more meat. She wants less derails and more questions. Less, less of this, what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, the BS part. Got it. Head on with it, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm married, both 45. I'm self-employed. Husband has two part-time jobs. Can't get him to work full time with benefits because he doesn't like the monotony. Monotony. I knew it. I was going to say you were going to say monotony. Monotony. <laughs> I hate that monotony. <laughs> we don't really drink since well, uh, we're trying to manage then enjoy our retirement, right? Can't yeah. do both, I guess. <laughs> do, you, do you agree with that? No, no. me neither. You got to enjoy the journey. Come on. We have one pet and one long paid Ford SUV and Beater Benz. Not being born here, we are subject to numerous advice on savings, retirement, getting rich. Here's our situation. We have about $100,000 in various bank accounts. We have various 401ks and some Roth, some 403B, about 170000 23000 in a 529 plan, a couple of brokerage accounts, 30K, business account, 25K. Valak uh, that started 4.5%, now steady 3%, that would get to $125,000 at retirement, $35,000 in precious metals, crypto at 90000 Wow, crypto and new well, every, everything. Yeah. Brokerage accounts, 401ks, right. cash. I mean, <laughs> you name it, it's in there. It's We got it all. Wow. I'll take one of those. I wonder what one of those. Yes, in one of those. Oh, that came out. Yes, I would love one of those. Oh, I heard good stuff about that. Let's get some of that. Uh, yeah, I just talked to my neighbor. You have one of those? Okay, we're getting one of those. We got over a million in credit card points. 
with twelve thousand dollars in cash. Do you count your credit card points as cash on your balance sheet? Well, you can cash out some of them, so I suppose I don't. And I, I want because, one of those <laughs> because I use them. She's like, "Hey, I got twelve thousand in credit card cash points. What do you got?" <laughs> so let's add that up. Yeah. Add it to the, add it to the list. Okay, or maybe th- three round trip first class New York to Dubai tickets, sixty k. Yeah, take care of the credit card points, I guess. Yeah. Okay, return of premium in life insurance. Oh my God, four savings, thirty thousand dollars in fifteen years. So she bought a life insurance policy. She's projecting out what it's going to be in fifteen years. She has one of those too. No, one of those. (laughs) Four savings. How many timeshares do you think she's got? Probably a couple. Second house worth about three hundred thirty thousand. That has thirty thousand dollars, three percent left to pay, getting fifteen hundred dollars a month from long term renters, but can probably get eighteen hundred dollars. A uh, primary home worth four hundred forty thousand has one hundred twenty thousand dollars left. Originally p- planned to pay the second house in two years, and the other using the rent money in additional in five years. The way we grew up, and not having a full time job with stable paychecks, it seems better to have no debt. Okay, I agree with okay. that. Yep. We make about $130,000 a year, maybe spend about $50,000 a year, and would at least put $12,000 in a Roth a year. So are we good? <laughs> I got one of these. I got one of those. We got enough. And we got a couple of these. What do you think? Are we good? I got nine things. Do I need 12? <laughs> hey, did I mention I got 12,000 points on the old credit card? Okay. You got 10 things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can my hubby stop working at 50? If I can get $80,000 a year, I know we have a very low interest rate. So we might just pay the required minimum on our primary. Should we get a reverse mortgage? You haven't had one of those yet. Yeah, that's 11. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think we need to get a new car. Let's go. Get one of those. Oh, worth about 40K. Thanks. So I, I got some comments. All right. If you truly are spending fifty thousand and you're making eighty, you're good. You're good. Yep. Now I just did five years inflation on fifty grand. It's about fifty eight thousand. But here's my comment. I think you're spending more than fifty thousand if you're making one thirty. So just take a very careful look at what you're spending before you decide that this is the path that you want to do. Because if I take your current assets at five hundred thousand ish for five years, seven percent. We had twelve thousand a year. That gets you to seven hundred fifty thousand. That's a great number, but very difficult to turn that into a big retirement income. I, I have a feeling you're spending more than fifty. So that's my number one advice to you is try to figure out what you're spending more carefully instead of I maybe spend like fifty thousand. Like like what is the real number? Yeah. We don't uh, give advice here, Big Al. Oh, did I say advice? Yes, you did. Sorry. You probably rephrase that. Yeah, I would. Some ideas that you should consider. I would. Maybe double check your budget. Here's what I would think to do. (laughs) How about that? I would figure out what I'm really spending and then come up with the plan. All right. Sounds good. Good luck. Hey, guys. Scott Magic here from the great state of Idaho. All right. No potato jokes, please. Do you even have any? No. No, me neither. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> not when I does. when I hear no potato jokes, it's like I I wish I had one. Yeah, no, yeah. still nothing. All right, <laughs> uh, we drive a Chevy Tahoe, paid off, and have no debt other than our two hundred thousand dollar mortgage. 
Our weekend drink of choice is a cold, hazy IPA and some red wine. Oh, yeah. I would pass on both of those. So that's common drinks in my household. Hazy IPA and Annie likes red wine. Yep. And I do too. We have two boys, age 15 and 13, that need to leave the nest soon. JK. That's not going to be that soon. Let's <laughs> football our game retirement plan. The wifey wants to pull the plug at 60 and live the good, simple life. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds pretty good. My wife, 45, I'm 48, make a combined income of $220,000 a year. We had $25,000 per year to 401ks plus employer match. We recently opened up Roth accounts to plan to max them out as eligible over the next 15 years. Here's our current breakdown. All right. Scott Magic wants to retire at 60. So what do we got? We got 15 years now. That's kind of the time frame for wifey and 12 years for Scotty. Yep. So I ran a 13 year, just kind of split the difference. Ooh, 13. Okay. Yep. So they got 450 into a 401k plan. They got 4,000 in Ross. They got 30,000 in CDs. Brokerage account is 5,000. Goal is to add $5,000 per year. Savings is 60,000. No pensions. Super lame. <laughs> so, so I'll just tell you, I got five hundred fifty thousand, and he's going to add I added, five thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, more like forty because of the Roth IRAs. No, but plus he's got a match too. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even add that. But anyway, okay, it, hold it, on, let me finish here. Okay, so I'll take Social Security at sixty-five, and her at seventy. Okay, when we retire, our house will be paid off, and we plan to keep our fixed expenses modest. That said. I plan to spend a hundred thousand dollars a year, so it'll probably be more like one hundred twenty. I feel like we are on track with time, but curious what you guys think. Do you think we need to step up our game, or just stay the course? Love the show. Keep up the good work. Okay, now I'll give my numbers. All right, I'm thinking in thirteen years they'll have about two million. Two mil, and I do that starting at five hundred fifty thousand, adding about forty thousand, six percent per year. Thirteen years, about two million dollars. Then if he wants to spend a hundred, I just took the lower figure. Thirteen years, three percent inflation, it's about one fifty. Okay, so one hundred fifty thousand into two million. That's a seven and a half percent distribution rate. Now I know I, we haven't included Social Security, and we're not even sure what that means. But in my way of thinking, that's a little bit high for the stub period. I would probably say you're not quite there, although you're not that far off. If it were me, I would probably maybe work one extra year, perhaps, maybe two extra years, or at least have some part-time income for five years to kind of take care of the the stub period where you've, you're utilizing too much of your portfolio. That's what I would do. Yeah. So if you look at 85,000 is what the distribution would be at 4% when they turn 60. Yeah. They could probably take I'm going to say five and a half percent yeah. because of the bridge, because I, they're I going to receive you. Social Security of roughly maybe 50000 Yeah. Maybe that's too much. But let's just say $85,000. That's the future value, 13%. Let's go 2% present value. Could they spend like $55,000? If they could live off of $55,000, then I would say they're on track. Right. But yeah, because of inflation, they want to spend a hundred thousand. So they're so so. Here, so here's another way I would say it: If you get two million dollars, I I agree with you. About five percent is where I'm comfortable, or more comfortable, right? So that's a hundred thousand dollars. But you need to spend one fifty given inflation. 
So, so you're short about 50 grand. So maybe you get a part-time job or maybe you work an extra year or two. Right. Well, what I did is I looked at, if you look at the future value, of their current savings of what they're doing at 7%, yeah. it's 2.1 million. I think you use 6%, maybe it's $2 million. Sure. And then you look at 4% of the $2 million or 4% of whatever number I had 2.1. So it was like $85,000. Sure. That's the distribution rate from that portfolio. Then I just took the present value back to today of what that would be given inflation. So the present value of that 85 is like 55. So if you're comfortable living off of $55,000 a year until you bridge to the social security, then you could probably beef up your spending. Then yeah, if, you, if that's modest, but if you want to spend that 120, you got some work to do. Yeah. So we're short around 50, which is what I got kind of the other direction. So short 40, 50, something like that. All right. Good luck, Scotty Magic. Love the name, too. Wish I had that name. Yeah, I'm changing my name. I, Joe Magic. <laughs> no, that's not as good as Scott. I know, Scott Magic. I'm actually changing. Rhymes. I'm going to change the whole name to, to Scott and Magic. That's really good stuff. For the same price of a retirement spitball analysis that is free, you can fiddle with the numbers yourself using our retirement calculator at easyretirement.com. That's E-A-S-I retirement.com. E-A-S-I stands for Education, Assessment, Strategy, Implementation. The four building blocks of a sound retirement plan. Go to easyretirement.com and create a login. Then enter your income, savings, and expenses and see your chance of a successful retirement in about two minutes if you take the quick path or maybe eight minutes if you go the more comprehensive route. If your odds of a successful retirement aren't as high as you'd like, you can change the numbers and see in an instant how much increasing your savings or working longer changes your retirement projections. You'll get more charts and graphs than a retirement spitball analysis, but no funny. Sorry about that. If the easy retirement calculator says you're good, why not schedule a one-on-one -on -one with an experienced professional to consider even more sophisticated financial strategies? You can do that right from the easyretirement.com calculator as well. Start calculating your retirement wellness now for free at easyretirement.com. That's E-A-S-I, retirement.com. We got Devin from South Carolina. Hey, guys. I'm a new listener, but love the great content and thoughtful approach. We have a thoughtful approach, Andy. <laughs> Somebody does. I don't think it's here. According to Devin, we do. I think this is like a release approach. <laughs> <laughs> not much thought goes into it's it. It's not at all. It's like, hey, let's <laughs> let's throw it up there and see what happens. Yeah, you know. Well, thanks, Devin. I drive a 2022 Subaru Outback. South Carolina, I was thinking Seattle. Yeah. They have Outbacks in South Carolina, too, I guess. Sure they do. Four-wheel drive needed. All right. Wife drives an 18 Acura MDX, and that sounds sexy. That, that's a big car. When sitting on the porch contemplating retirement, my wife enjoys a little red wine. Well, I don't care about the caloric intake. It's a hazy IPA for me. When I do care, it's a nice little vodka tonic. Ah, okay. Ooh. I'm 57, and my wife is 59. We are preparing for retirement when I turn 59 and a half in 2026. And our target income in year one is $140,000 after tax. Okay. Our situation is a bit different because of a variety of expected income streams. Not different at all. I think it's very common. You know when your nose itches, does that mean someone's thinking about you? Have you heard that way, Stale? <laughs> no, I have not heard that. You've never heard that. Here's Andy? Uh, no, I haven't. What? Usually means you have an allergy, as far as I know. 
I think it, it means that someone's thinking about you. Okay. Anyway, I might have an allergy or someone's really so, thinking about so me. So Rose. Someone's the, talking about you. Or someone's talking about me. Yeah. Yeah, that could oh, be. That could be. Yeah. Probably not positive either. It also means allergies, infections, respiratory irritants. <laughs> okay, well, I got it all. All right. Our situation is a bit different because of a variety of expected income streams. I'll be eligible for a small pension of approximately $18,000 a year an annuity income of $38,000 a year. I'll also have deferred comp of around $482,000 total future value, 5% growth. That pays out approximately $34,000 for 15 years. Estimates range between 25 and 48. We'll be eligible for Social Security of $17,000 a year when my wife turns 67 and $65,000 when I reach my full retirement age. I will wait until 70 if the expected cash flows in drawdown rates cooperate. I'll also have bonus trails the first three years of retirement that will provide an additional $200,000 in income. I'll be debt-free, including mortgages. And my pre-tax total investments will be about $2.6 million when I retire, which will include $300,000 of cash to help protect against sequence of return risk. Wow, Devin, you're on top of it. Killing it. I plan to use the cash to help take the pressure out the withdrawal rate the first seven years to meet my target 3%. Once Social Security kicks in, I think I'm in good shape. We both plan on working part-time for a while, but aren't taking that into consideration. Thoughts? Absolutely killing the game. Yeah, I'm not worried about this at all. Yeah, and I'm going to have another $700 that will come in from an inheritance. I don't know. What do you think? Thoughts? Thoughts? Well, here's the quick numbers. If you add up fixed income before Social Security, it's ninety thousand. He wants to spend one forty. He's already got two point six. Fifty thousand dollars shortfall. That's a two percent distribution rate on two point six. And then you got Social Security that's going to cover probably the remaining other right. shortfall. And you got the extra two hundred thousand of income. And then he's got, got another three hundred thousand in cushion. <laughs> and if I look under my mattress, I got another about four hundred thousand there. <laughs> so yeah, Devin, you're good. All right. Thoughts. No, that's our thoughts. Fat and happy with my IPA or cutting calories with my vodka and soda. Thanks a bunch. I think he's pretty fat and happy. I think he's all set. Congrats. I think congratulations on everything that you've done. Right. Part two. Sorry. Should have mentioned. Of the 2.6 million, he just wants to mention 2.6 million again. (laughs) Just get it out there. (laughs) Just throw it out there. Just in case you didn't hear it. And he's going to play it for his neighbors. Oh, listen to this. Devin. From South South Carolina. Exactly. Hey, guys, you got to listen to this podcast. (laughs) It's the best. Oh, Devin, is that you? Did I mention mention 2.6? Another 200,000 coming in for three years. Oh, boy, Devin. All right. My social security is going to be 65K. (laughs) I should have mentioned of the 2.6 million in retirement funds, (laughs) only 300,000 is in an after-tax brokerage. So with this and my cash, I do have some opportunity for Roth conversions before Social Security kicks in. I have less than $20,000 currently in Roth and have been limited with income restrictions. Uh, so he's just telling us how much money he makes without yeah. telling us how much money he makes. Yeah, we have a sense. Now, my company only recently introduced the Roth option in the 401k. I'm still anticipating a lower marginal tax rate in retirement, so I'm still currently contributing pre-tax. I will have a window for tax planning, but I will have a challenge of my deferred comp, pension, and annuity flows 
that will all drive my taxable income up after and before someone suggests the annuity was a mistake. I made that call 15 years ago and I moved on and embraced the benefits of a lifetime guaranteed income. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Just accept it. Yeah. Just, just yeah. looks in the mirror and says, you know I'm, what? People I'm, like you. I'm good with that. People <laughs> like you. <laughs> you know that's, what? That's what he does. Hey, Devin, just remember, you got 2.6 million. That's right. And did I mention? Oh, darn it. And did I? People like you. And did I mention (laughs) 2.6? As he's brushing his teeth, 2.6. So good. You know what? You bought that annuity, Devin, but it's okay. (laughs) And honey, got (laughs) 2.6. It is what it is. (laughs) He's fat and happy. Congratulations, Devin. This is awesome. Very good job. It's okay. People make mistakes, but it sounds like you've made up quite well for whatever m- mistake of the annuity purchase. But hey, guaranteed income. Yeah. It is what it is. It's I agree with that. Go for it. We got Gina from Washington. She goes, Hey, I'm a state employee with a Roth 457. Just became available to us. I am 52 and have been maxing out my 457 with thirty thousand dollars a year. However, I was told I can start contributing thirty thousand dollars to Roth. I don't know how much I should contribute of the $30,000. We have $400,000 in a brokerage account, $200,000 in an IRA, $100,000 in a Roth IRA, $250,000 in our 457 plan. Debt on the house is about $200,000. We each make around $120,000 a year. Okay. So good start here. Yep. Gina. I drive a 2019 Mazda CRS. I think that's CR5. Oh, that is a CR5, CR5, Mazda CR5. That must be like kind of a SUV type. That'd be my guess. Andy will check for us. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Picked for the consumer report yeah. safety rating. Yeah, that's an SUV. Yeah. Wifey drives a 2022 Toyota Tacoma pickup. Okay. Wow. All right. That's impressive. We roll around in a 2011 Winnebago L. Okay. As time permits prior to retirement, wifey is a longtime friend of Bill W. That means she's a recovering alcoholic. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, so. So doesn't drink currently. Okay. Billy W. Used to, perhaps. I learned I enjoy Guinness after a trip to Ireland last month. I'm 52. Wife is 58. Two questions. Can we retire in four years? Okay. Okay. How much of the $30,000 allowable should be put in Roth? We both work for the state, so this would apply to both of us. The state we live in is the home of Starbucks, Microsoft, and Amazon. Not sure this guess could be any easier, but the town is where beer was made. The slogan was, it's the water. You remember that slogan? No. I do. Olympia beer. Olympia. Yeah. Wow. A beer slogan that Joe doesn't know. <laughs> well, he was just a kid. Actually. Oh, got it. Just a very, you weren't even born. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've had Olympia beer. Have you? I have when I was in Portland. Okay. Got it. And I've spent time in Olympia. I used to have a client. I used to have a, back in my CPA days, I used to have a corporate client that I would go up once a year and spend some time in Olympia. The capital of Washington. She wants to retire. Yeah. 
Well, they oh, they, sorry. Yep. So one retired in four years. So they've got about 1.1 million right now. And if I just take 1.1 million, four years, 6%, adding 30,000 per year, then they'll end up with about 1.5 million. So let, let's start with that. That's kind of liquid assets available. So can we retire in four years? Let's see. We make around 120. How much do they spend? Does it say? I don't think so. Also, we don't know. They both work as state employees. We don't know what the pension is. So we need to know what they're spending. We need to know what the pension is. But let's pretend you have no pension whatsoever. <laughs> let's say you got a million and a half and you're retiring around 62 and 56. What would you say? 3% conservative. So 3%. So $60,000 you could live off of, maybe 70. Something like that. So they're saving thirty thousand. Are both spouses saving thirty thousand? Well, it doesn't say. That's I don't know. I just took one thirty. I I did a conservative. Well, it said well, they both work for the state, so it would apply to both of them. It would, but whether they're both contributing, I don't know. But really, the the two main things we're missing is what they're spending and what the pension looks like. Then we could actually answer the question sensibly. Okay. Let's just say six years from now. Well, I'm sorry, four years from now, they're yeah. going to have a. They have a million and a half. Million and a half to two million bucks, depending yeah. on if they're saving thirty or sixty thousand. Yeah. If they work for the state, I'm assuming that they'll have a pension. I'm assuming that too. And so, at two million dollars, let's call it three percent. They can spend anywhere from sixty to eighty thousand dollars until they bridge the gap to social security or the pension. Or pension. Yeah. So it depends on what they're spending. If they can live within 60 to $80,000 a year, I think they're pretty close. If not, they'll probably have to work a few more years. But the whole Roth question is really going to be based on their tax bracket in retirement. Correct. And so what we need to understand more is the pension amount, if they have one, because that's going to be taxed at ordinary income. And so if it's a large pension, then we would probably say, well, I would defer to Roth. If it's no pension, then it's like, well, it's going to be maybe a, how do you file? Are you filing a joint return? What is your taxable income? And then it might toggle a little bit depending on how much do you want to put in Roth versus non-Roth. But it they have more deferred monies than Roth monies. So maybe write us back and give us more details and Start next year with 100% Roth, and then we'll tell you either to toggle back or not. We may fine tune it later. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I do. I sort of agree with that, Joe, because it would appear that everything they have is deferred, including the pension, right? So this would give them more tax diversification. Gina didn't tell us anything about monies outside of retirement, so we don't know if they have any. Well, yeah, they have 400000 in a brokerage. Oh, missed it. Sorry. All right. You're right. That's it. We're done. That was awful. That was a mess. <laughs> that was a complete utter disaster so i apologize well in advance for that for a good retirement spitball the fellas need to know four things about your finances number one how much do you and your spouse if you have one have saved for retirement in tax deferred tax-free and taxable accounts how much fixed income will you have in retirement? That's number two. For example, from Social Security and pensions. Number three, when do you want to retire? And finally, the fourth thing we need to know is how much do you expect to spend annually in retirement? 
preferably adjusted for inflation. Don't forget to give us whatever name you'd like us to call you and your real location in case state taxes factor into your spitball. Then we want to know where or when you listen, how you found us, and of course, what you drink so Join Big Al can really get into your situation. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your favorite podcast app, go to the show notes, click Ask Joe and Big Al on air, and send in your retirement spitball. God, hi, fellers. Please call me Frenchie or some other name. There are a lot of Franco-Americans up here in Maine. Mainers. All right. So up in the beautiful yep. state of Maine. Maine. Yep. Love it. I just started listening to the show about two months ago. Really enjoy your podcast. I think Andy should talk more. <laughs> okay. I'll work on that, Frenchie. Thank you. And by the way, this email is from October. So now they've been listening for four months. <laughs> no, they can't. Oh, can't oh, yeah. They're, they're not. They're done. <laughs> <laughs> totally done. She's never going to hear this answer. Totally done. Frenchie. Sorry. Give the woman some space, boys. Thank you, Frenchie. Some space. Okay. Yep. We're crowding your, well, your space. Let's just read the question, have ans- Andy answer. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know if that would be compliant. It might, it might not. It might be the, the end of us. I can give the lay woman's answer, and then you guys can correct me and laugh. All right. Uh, I think Andy should talk more. All right. Well, you got it. Uh, give the woman some space. I drive an inherited 2000 Toyota Avalon with a sunroof. Well, you can't get rid of it. It's yeah. got a sunroof. I don't drink much, but when I do, I like a plain gin and vodka. Gin or gin or vodka. Gin, yeah. It's like I don't drink a, a lot. <laughs> I have both together. <laughs> but when I do, I want half gin, half vodka, and some ice. Yeah. A little six ounce pour, please. Okay. I am one of your few impoverished listeners. I'm 53 with a net worth of a mere. 370,000 or so. That's that sounds pretty good to me. That's significant. Basically, I just started working regular after many years of starting and stopping due to frolicking and moving. Well, stuff. Yeah, everyone needs to frolic, frolic around a little that, bit. That's enjoying the journey. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And then you just got to buckle down. You're like, all right, here, listen to some. It's like you wake up one morning. Personal I've, finance I've, podcast. I frolic too long. I found YMYW. Let's get to work. Yeah. Okay. I lived in Canada for nine years and I have about 120000 Canadian dollars in a retirement fund. I can take that out without penalty. It would have to pay about 25% flat rate tax. I was thinking of doing this over the next three years or so, including this year including this year. Okay. Uh, in Canada, the fund is basically in a traditional IRA equivalent, which charges a 1% management fee along with the fund expense ratio. For someone that's been frolicking around, <laughs> it's fairly pretty tight on expense ratios. Yes. The equivalent of an IRA, flat tax there in Canada. Uh, it's come on, Frenchie. She's been listening to YMYW. She looked into For all a few this. months. So yeah. She probably listens because she's into finance, even though she has been frolicking. <laughs> Okay, so she's pretty tight on what she's got. Yeah, I can transfer it here in the U.S. and put it in, in my company, Roth 401k. All right, paycheck to paycheck. Since as one of your impoverished listeners, I don't contribute enough to meet the maximum contributions anyway each paycheck. The fund I can put it in here has an expense ratio of about 0.5% and no management fee. So basically for each of the next three years, I could take out a chunk, convert it to American dollars, let it sit in my money market fund, and each paycheck max out my Roth 401k 
until the year's chunk is gone. What do you think? So here's what she wants to do. She's got this money in Canada. Yep. She wants to pull the money out of Canada, pay the tax, let it sit in her checking account. She wants to contribute to the Roth 401k through her employer. Her paycheck is still needed to cover monthly living expenses. Sure. So if she's going to max out the plan or contribute more to the plan, she needs a little cushion in the checking account that she's going to live off of from the Canadian Retirement Fund. Yes, I think that's super clever. Very much so. It's kind of like a Roth conversion in a roundabout way. She's taking the money out, paying taxes on it, but she's getting money into the Roth. but, But the money... To go into the 401k has to come from our paycheck. Yeah, because you can't do a Roth conversion with a Canadian pension. Yeah, and you can't write a check from the chunk that she took out right. and say, hey, this $20,000, I want to put it in. It has to come yeah. paycheck to paycheck from her employer. So the net of impact is the same as a Roth conversion, which is brilliant. Love it. I would have said the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know you would have. <laughs> we should have let you talk. <laughs> Okay, Andy, what do you think of target date funds? Good, bad, or other? Well, so if you don't want to pay any attention to what you're doing, then it might work out well, just so long as by the time that you actually are getting close to retirement, you spend a little bit more time looking at it and making sure that you are invested properly for your risk tolerance. Look at that. Trade pretty clever. (laughs) Okay, we're going to shut up now. She wants to go on a little 2040 target date fund. Yeah. So, so if you don't know what you're doing, this is what you do? Is that what you said, Andy? That's what she said. And if, that... I, or if, well, you, if you're not interested, you're... if you're oh, not you're interested not in actually managing it, you know, if you just want to invest and set it and forget it. So once you know about Frenchie, do you think she's interested? It seems like she's pretty darn interested. I know, right? But she also wants to frolic and not think about it. No, no. she's been doing that. Now yeah, she's she, yeah, buckling she, down. She's scared up, bro. Oh, I guarantee you in six months she'll be out there frolicking on some level you think it's just too much no i think it's like you know what it's a calling it's you want to enjoy the journey clearly frenchy enjoys the journey she will continue it up it continue it some shape or form you like to frolic around i do i know you do yeah that's why i have pure financial managed my (laughs) my ten (laughs) dollars when i reach retirement in about two decades because i'm improvised Am I saying that? Impoverished. Impoverished. Remember, if the distribution of the target date fund is 50% stocks, 50% bonds, when I go to withdraw each month, can I choose whether if I'm taking money from the stocks or the bonds, or is it going to be one big stock bond bucket that is all mixed together? Thanks for spitballing, boys. Thanks for creating the content. Andy, that allows the boys to spitball in all their glory. I know who the credit goes to. Frenchie. Now you want to get, I, I mean, I, I agree with Andy. I think as Frenchie gets closer to retirement, you probably want to have a little bit more sophisticated strategy than a target date fund, because if you're taking distributions from the overall account, it's going to be pro rata depending. If you take a hundred dollars out and it's 50% stocks and bonds in the target date fund, they're going to sell that. So yeah, the target date fund. So you, you'd pick 2040 because that's when you're planning to retire. And the fund itself has a glide path, which just means the earlier it is, the more equities. And then as you get closer to retirement, it becomes more bonds, more safe money. But that's the problem, right? The problem is, is that, that the right investment strategy for you? Maybe not. That's number one. Number two is when you take money out, you can't decide to take it out of stocks and bonds. It's just pro rata out of the same account. So at the very least, probably as you're getting closer to retirement, you may sell out of that account and have some stocks and some bonds 
you know, mutual funds, index funds, whatever they may be, so that you can decide which side you want to take the money out of and which side you do. If stocks have gone up, you pull some profits off and, and have your distributions that way. If stocks have gone down, let them recover, take some money out of the bond or the safe money side. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Thank you. Show Scott your money well. Drinking by calories, friends of Bill and Franco-Americans in the derails, so stick around. Help new listeners find YMYW by telling your friends about the show and by leaving your honest reviews and ratings for Your Money, Your Wealth in Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast apps that accept them. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment in person at one of our many offices around the country or online at a date and time convenient for you no matter where you are. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision. Do you think about what you're going to drink, Joe, in terms of how many calories it has? No. Uh, have you ever? No. <laughs> no. You think about whether your stomach's full or not? No. No, not even that. <laughs> <laughs> you just drink when you want to. Yeah. I got it. Oh, it's not. Ooh. Let me read the label here. <laughs> Al, do you choose what you drink based on how many calories it has? No, not really. But I do stop drinking beer when I feel full. I'll, I'll ah. put it that way. I don't think I've ever felt full drinking beer. Drink, drink hazy IPAs and you will. Well, see, well, Coors Light is like, <laughs> it's like water. It's almost water. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, you're right. You, I, I probably would. I'd probably get a headache after a couple. And then you stop just normally, yeah. right? Coors Light, you can just keep going. So I had a friend that uh, went into AA, and when she joined and she went to her first meeting, somebody went up and asked her, this is the first time she'd ever been. They were like, oh, are you a friend of Bill? And she, not knowing what that meant, she said, Bill? Yeah, Bill's my father. And the other person was like, you're kidding. You're oh. Bill W.'s daughter? And then she learned that it actually, friend of Bill, meant that you're a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> Got it. Franco-Americans. No idea what that means. They're I... French. Franco. Yes. Oh. So if I'm French, I'm a Franco-American? Or is uh, that? Apparently so. Got it. See what what we learned today. We oui, we oui. yeah we <laughs> we oui, oui. killed it. See. <laughs> <laughs>